In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Two thousand twenty-one is coming to an end, and we did thirty-two episodes since we launched Surviving Death and Dying. Wow, I can't believe we've done thirty-two episodes. It's been amazing how we got through all of those. Oh, I know. We just had an idea at the beginning of the year. Actually, did it and actually continued to carry it through. And I can't believe the year is already over, and we're already looking into next year. So, Trisha, why don't we look back and reflect on what we talked about this year? In case anyone is missed and they decide that's a topic or a book or an interview they want to hear about. Let's just kind of review, first of all, how we even started our podcast. What did right. what did we do for that first one that was so long ago? <laughs> right. The who, what, and why we were starting in a podcast. I mean, we met through one of our past jobs that was all on Zoom. Right. We had the same interest and decided to start this amazing podcast. That's right. So that first episode, we kind of explained that and give that little introduction and a little bit of uh, why we're doing this. And then what I love is we had some pretty great interviews this year as well. And I kind of want to give a shout out to each one of our wonderful guests. One of our first ones was Dr. Kenneth Doka. Grief is a Journey is a book that he wrote. He is the Senior Vice President of Grief Programs at Hospice of America. And he spoke with us about his personal experience with loss and grief and extraordinary experiences for anyone who loves those extraordinary experiences. We always try to pull that out of our guests, the little things you don't just tell everyone you work with. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And his books were amazing to read and getting that insight of what his experiences were, were great. And I think anybody who is experiencing any kind of grief, this would help them in their journey there. That's true. His was finding your path through loss. Grief is a journey is what it's called, you know, and when we die. So it's a great guide or, you know, if someone is looking for that kind of support and help on what to do. Um, Did you have a favorite interview you'd like to mention? Yes. My favorite interview was with Joy Johnson. She started in this over 50 years ago, working in grief counseling, mainly centering around children, which I think is amazing because most people just think, oh, they'll be fine. Right. They don't know what's going on when deep down they know what's going on. And she walked us through the evolution of grief and how to help children and not just children, helping adults as well, because this helps everybody at whatever age you're at, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. And with her having this amazing centering 
Corporation, which is the American's oldest and largest bereavement resource center. It's a great thing that she does for everyone, especially children. And she's also written other books called The Boob Girls, which I have to get the books yet. But from what I've read of different blurps of different ones, it's hilarious. Yes. (laughs) You got to get those books and you'll laugh your head off. So, and that'll help also alleviate some stress and grief that you may be going through. Her joy. I mean, what a perfect name is infectious. You know, she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. She's a funny woman. And the fact that she has a book called, you know, series, the boob girls tells you right there, which stands for burned out old broads at table 12. But she loves, of course, the play on the words. Yes. (laughs) Who doesn't on that end? Yeah. Right. So she's really funny, but it was, she was a pioneer, her and her late husband in starting these grief books for children. They didn't exist when she started. So she is pretty amazing. That was a great interview for sure. Yeah. And that center is also the Ted E. Bear Hollow, which is the center for grieving children. So if you have any children, go to these websites and they can help you and help your children get through the grieving process for them. We also, we interviewed Dina Schwimmer. That one was called Trust Your Intuition. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And we got her to talk and share about her personal experiences with death, the discovery of her own intuition, and also how those experiences strengthened her spiritual beliefs. And it was, it was neat because I had met her through a support group with dementia caregivers because of my mom having dementia. I was in a support group for that. And in her role as a therapist and a counselor, she just listens, but we got her to talk. (laughs) Right. We got, we know how to do that and get them talking about what they've seen or heard or what they've done to help themselves get through this grieving process and healing process. So it was really neat to hear her talk about her own personal stories and open up. And so that was great having her. We also interviewed Galen Gobin, Forest Lawn Grief Support Director. He's a certified, and we learned a new word, thanatologist. Right. (laughs) And he talked with us about healing support that's available to the community, which I didn't realize they had open and free support for a community. I've heard of Forest Lawn. They're pretty famous. But you could go to their website and even a Facebook page that they have, Journeys Through Grief, and they have a lot of support groups and activities and things to help people in the public. And not just for English speaking, too. There's also was a Spanish version. I think he was a counselor. I can't remember off the top of my head who speaks Spanish, who also helps people. So people aren't just going there and it's just English. They're trying to expand it even bigger. I think they were going to find somebody who spoke Chinese even Mm -hmm. to help the whole community, not just English. You know, it's great that they're opening it up to everyone. And he shared such amazing things on how to help somebody through this process. Like God is love and always knowing that he's there for you and helping you. And 
their website, forestlawn.com, also has posted activities and support that's available to the general public. So that's another great resource we learned about for people who are dealing, you know, with grief. So that was really great. And then we also had a listener that reached out to us and asked to share his story. And he had so many different stories. We had to put it into two part, a two-parter podcast. That's right. Rodney Dubay. Yes. Thank you, Rodney, for sharing all of your stories about the passing of your parents to all the different visitation dreams that you've had. It just all of his different experiences that he had was just so fascinating to hear. And it's not just one person that says, oh, this is what's happened. He's not the only one that we've read stories on, but he opened up a whole new light to us of different things that can happen. So I thought his he was amazing to hear from. Yeah, he said the visitation dream from his father changed his perspective on death. And that was really interesting to hear. So it was great. Thank you, Rodney, for sharing your story. So Misty, what interview was most interesting or intriguing to you that stood out? I have to say that talking with Susan about losing her brother touched me the most because I'm so close to her. She is my cousin. And yet I had never actually heard the story as she told it on that podcast. You and I both choked up. I'm going to choke up just thinking about it, but it was beautiful. And she is also a very positive soul who, after dealing with something like that, is able to go out into the world and smile and spread joy while she also copes with her own loss. And that episode, she said, was one of her ways to cope and face and deal with something she hasn't allowed herself to think about in a long time. Yeah. Expressing yourself, it leaves all these feelings that's going on in your head. And if you keep it in your head, it's going to bog you down. And like she said, I'm glad we got to talk to her so she could tell her story, not just Mm -hmm. so we could hear it, but so all these listeners can hear it. And if they're going through the similar loss of a sibling, it's a great thing to hear because I don't know what the feeling of losing a sibling and I hope I don't have to for a very long time. That was amazing. Your story was like heartbreaking for me to hear as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful to hear that. So I know also what to kind of expect when it happens to me. Right. And out of all these conversations, we talk about how we just believe that we are made up of energy and that we do live and go on beyond physical life. So it was really neat to also interview Hannah Holland. We did an episode we called Let's Talk Chakras. We learned how to say that word. Right. (laughs) I've been practicing that word for a while, even after the whole thing. When I talk to other people, I say chakras. It's chakras, not chakras. Yes. So So for anyone else out there who says chakras, you're wrong. (laughs) That's what we learned. Yes. But we learned more than that. We got to hear her talk really deeply about breath and your energy body. And Hannah's from the Yoga Living Center. She does yoga. She does feng shui. She was amazing to give us some insight and knowledge where if you think that yoga is just stretching, then you need to look a little deeper as we found. There is so much more to it. And it was really neat. Yeah. It's that breath. That breath will help you in everything. Even my physical therapist, when I go to him, that's the first thing they teach you is the breath to help center yourself right and focus on what you need to focus on and if you don't have that breath 
there's no life without that breath. Right. And then we also, we covered some books that we really enjoyed reading and we know our listeners are fascinated with as well. And the first one, which I think is the most common was about near-death experiences and the first book ever written based on the study of personal stories back in 1975. It was called Life After Life. It was by Dr. Raymond Moody, very famous for his yes. research in near-death experiences, but he paints a picture of the human experience moments after death. And that was really neat to read and share those stories. Yeah, yeah it was a unique experience because I've never really read about it. I've heard about near-death experiences, but to read about it and hear the different stories of somebody floating above their own body or going and seeing floating and going to see somebody they know that was in the other room who was thinking that their loved one wasn't going to survive. It's just an amazing thing to read about. And it just helps you realize that they're still there. Oh, absolutely. In 2008, he did one. uh, It was about shared death experiences. And it was called glimpses of eternity sharing a loved one's passage from this lifetime to the next. So it was kind of the next step of, you know, the near-death experience being something that individuals personally experience versus someone witnessing or sharing in the death experience. Which you experienced in that podcast uh, with you and your grandma when she was passing, which was also very fascinating to hear about. Well, what I thought was really kind of ironic and funny, it was that the year that happened to me was 2008. That was the year he was writing this book. That's true. I didn't even think about that when you said that before. I had never heard of this. I had never read the book. You know, it was being written. So there wasn't even anything out there. And yet I had a shared death experience with my grandmother. And I was kind of thinking when it did happen to me that maybe it didn't happen to anyone else, that it was really unique, but it wasn't just a dream that you were with, (laughs) you know, that's what goes in people's heads when they do have those kind of moments. But finding this book really validated for me that that happened and it happens to other people, right? It's just fascinating. And as you and I said, and we'll say it many times in every podcast, podcast. This is why we do this. We're fascinated with the afterlife because it brings us happiness and joy and hope. Yeah. That hope always helps. Like if you don't have that hope you have, again, it's just like the breath. You have nothing to Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So, and then another book that we we just recently read was journey of souls by Mm -hmm. Michael Newton, PhD. And he talks about life between lives based on decades of research through his hypnotherapy. Right. And those stories were just so interesting to me to hear of how they can pick their next life is going to be like, right. how like their body choices to if they're going to become like disabled, those different things that we choose that you don't realize we choose just is so interesting to me. It's definitely a brand new perspective to life. If you haven't heard of Journey of Souls, this talks about literally your life between lives. What is your soul doing? How are they planning your next life? Why do they pick the things they do? It's so fascinating. Yes. And then also you're with your spirit angels throughout the, your whole life. It's all, they're always going to be the same, but just play different roles in yeah. your life itself. Yeah. So I would say, go read this book because this will change your life on that end. I think it gives a new meaning or value to my own personal life 
life when I read it. I hope it does for other people too, but it, it almost makes me want to live life more fully and with more purpose and right. get more out of it. Try to find that purpose in your mm-hmm. life and figure that out and what lessons you wanted to learn when we're here during each of our lives. So it was just a great book to read and I highly recommend it for people on that end. Absolutely. And he talks about, he's validating in this book, Reincarnation. And we did an episode on reincarnation and birthmarks. If you ever wondered about the possibility of reincarnation, or if you've even heard how a birthmark can be associated with a previous life, we talked about the mysteries of reincarnation as and used and referenced Brian Weiss's book, Many Lives, Many Masters. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And then we went into the different birthmarks that we had and we figured out that you knew why you had the one birthmark on your back. Yep. And then for me, I'm going to have a hypnotherapy session and it'll be, we'll talk about that in our next season. Yep. But my birthmark on my tongue, which we were coming up with ideas of what it might be. I still want to know, but I'd like to point out when I connected why I had a birthmark on my back, it faded and disappeared. You still have the birthmark on your tongue. So we haven't figured it out yet. No, it's not (laughs) what we were thinking, but there might be more in depth things that come with it. So probably not the whole thing. So it won't disappear until you know the whole thing going on. And as bizarre as it sounds, there are studies that are being conducted by the University of Virginia. Virginia, the Division of Perceptual Studies actually has done studies on birthmarks being tied to someone else who is alive. So don't right. just think Trisha and I are making this up. <laughs> right, exactly. No, we're just going to we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they're talking about it and have a whole research going on at this university. So right. It's just another great thing that we can reflect on and figure out these different lives that we had through right. birthmarks. And it's just a great thing to think about. It is. It's really cool. And that's been, you know, the heart and soul of why we do this podcast. And we also we covered other interesting topics and relevant topics. We went over the five versus seven stages of grief, you know, there you hear different models and, you know, where they came from and what the, the difference was. Yeah, those stages. Yeah, they can be very different, but very similar in, in a way. If you need help, I'm trying to figure out if you're going through these stages, go back to that podcast. That was like our, I believe our second one right. that we did. Right. And that will help you figure out where you might be in your yeah. healing process as well as understanding that you don't have to follow it exactly, that everyone is different. But then we also talked about how you stay healthy during grief, because that is a challenge when when you are in deep grief, you're not taking care of yourself. So firsthand, I know that for sure. I mean, for me, I didn't take care of myself very well in the first loss of my mom, because I didn't know how to handle it. So if you need to get that sleep, I know it's going to be hard to get that sleep. You need to feed yourself. Yeah. Exercise. Eat. And how, how do you do all that? And we we talk about it. And talking is a big key too to staying healthy. Don't shut yourself out from the world. Yeah. So go back and listen to those. And we also did another one that touched me because I really wanted 
to get the visitation dreams. We had a podcast on visitation dreams. Right. And I kept on asking and meditating for that. And I did get one throughout our first season. I did get one from my dad, which was an amazing feeling. So they do happen. And if you do ask, meditate on it. Yes, I want more because I want to hear from my mom as well. But it does happen if you let yourself open your mind to those possibilities. And some of the books and the authors and people we've talked to also talk about meditation and breath and breathing exercises as ways to help induce visitation dreams. And like you're saying, pray and ask your loved one to come visit you, be open to it. But one good way to start sometimes is meditation before you go to sleep. Yeah. I know that was a, a real special one to you. And I know you're still trying to get more visitation dreams. Yes. And you just mentioned, we talked about losing your mom to a chronic illness. Yeah. And that one was one of the hardest deaths I had to go through in my life. I mean, to see it from a young age, what she was doing to see her actually pass on to the next realm. It's a hard thing to go through. And to this day, I still like, as you can tell in my voice, I still choke up on this, right? Because I miss her so much. She was my rock. Just know that there's people out there that can help you. I mean, if I didn't do the, my friend didn't tell me I needed therapy, right? needed to go talk to somebody about this because she, she knew I couldn't talk to her about it. Right. She pushed me to towards a therapy, which helped me get through my mom's passing. And I am grateful for that friend. And I'm grateful for therapy. And I highly suggest that as a big stepping stone. And you've lost both your parents. And that was a big reason why we had the conversations we did that led us to doing this podcast. Yeah, you've experienced other loss this year as well that we talked about. Yeah, I did lose my one dog. I had him for almost 15 years. So to see somebody, I mean, I call him somebody because he was like my son, right? But to lose a pet, it's like your own family member. It is your family member, especially if you don't have kids. I don't have kids. So to see a pet suffer even is so hard. It's the same thing as losing your love, like it's another loved one, another it's your mom, your dad, it doesn't matter if it's a pet, because you're going to experience the same kind of grief you experience losing a mom, dad, friend. And grief comes in all shapes and sizes. And for, you know, from losing those that are close to us as family, but also as friends and pets and even job loss, which we know through the pandemic, a lot of people have experienced losing a job or losing their house. And all these are forms of grief. And there are similarities in how someone responds and how they can also help pull themselves out of it to continue living and moving forward. Right. We did talk about job loss because you and I both experienced that as well. (laughs) Yes. And with all of that too, there are things that can help you during different anniversaries that, which we did a podcast on rituals to honor your loved ones, right? Things like lighting a candle in their memory on the day that they passed or having set a dinner plate at the dinner table during say their birthday or during one of the holidays, just to remember them. So doing something like that to honor them and remember them, it's a great way to help heal as well. I mean, I do that all the time during Christmas, 
time for us, me and my nephew, we cooked the normal breakfast that we would norm my mom would normally make. And that was the first Christmas after she passed. Right. So doing those different things will help you get through. It's not going to go away. It will never go away, but it will help get through day by day. And I learned a lot from you on that episode where we talked about the rituals to honor your loved ones, because that's not something I had really thought about. And you had all these different ideas that really opened my eyes. It is a great way if someone is dealing with any kind of loss to listen to the different ideas about rituals you can create to help get yourself through either the holidays or just through time after a loss. Yeah, because you realized you did that for your dad. You didn't realize you got went and got that milkshake uh, from McDonald's. I mean, those different little things. That was for my dad. That's right. I didn't even realize it was a ritual. You're right. That was a good one. Yes. And all of these things, you know, the biggest question is people want to know why do bad things happen to us anyway? Because all of these things we're talking about are not great. They're awful things, losing a job and parents and pets, and they all stink. But we did do an episode about why bad things happen. And out of these books and different authors and hypnotherapy and the research that we've done, we realize that as a soul, the best way that we are going to grow and learn is through life challenges. And it's about how we respond and how we react to these things. That is where we kind of get graded, I think. Right. And if you didn't have bad things happen to you, your life, to be honest with you, would be boring. Yeah. To have all good, happy things. Yeah, it's nice. But then there's no ups and downs throughout your life where you can figure out who you are and what's going to happen in your next life, what you're going to use, what you've used in this life from the bad things. You could appreciate more the good things when you have experienced bad things, unfortunately. Yes. If we lived in paradise every day for our entire lives, we wouldn't even realize it. We wouldn't know how good we had it. So that's why we have to throw in the volcano to know that, you know, how good paradise is. Yeah. You lost your job. Ha ha. Now next time you'll appreciate your job. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we did an episode where we talked about children who see spirits and that one was really neat to me because it has allowed me to reflect back into thoughts and experiences I had as a child that I didn't understand and give them new meaning. And I think you and I both sort of agreed that children who say things are kind of the most convincing because they don't have a background or a reason or an agenda. And the things, I mean, I guess that's where that phrase comes from out of the mouths of babes. They just say the most amazing things. Right. And you and I touched on several stories when it's a child who actually says something impactful. It's mind blowing. It's crazy too, because I mean, I know somebody, their child is like, I can see pop pop is right there. He's with you. And she's like, wait, what? But to know that they see these spirits and are letting you know that Mm -hmm. your loved one is with you, it just Mm -hmm. makes you feel so much better. For me, at least, I know it would make me feel better to know, say, my dad is right here or my mom's over here. And just to know it's there and they are seeing them. 
makes me feel that much better. And the reason that happens is we've read in a lot of these books is because the child is so fresh out of the spirit world to them. This is very natural to them. They haven't been sort of uh, tainted by our world. The veil is still thin for them. We thicken that veil as we get older. Right. Unfortunately. (laughs) Well, we even, it wasn't seeing spirits, but we talked about seeing auras in one of our podcasts too. And that's something I found interesting to learn about you that especially when you were learning to do Reiki, that you could see people's auras. I could see the different energies. Basically, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So for Reiki, that you would put your hands over people and feel the heat or different sensations coming from their body. I thought that was amazing that I could feel that. Like I didn't realize that you could do that until I took that class and my teacher explaining on how to do it and feeling that energy and anybody can learn how to do this. I mean, seeing the colors is a little bit harder to see. I don't see the colors all the time, but I do see them, but I mainly feel the energy that I get from people. When I see the colors, it's very vivid colors because they have that high energy around them. Right. That's really cool. And that's where as a child, when we were talking about the episode we did on children who see spirits, I had asked my dad what the light was around people that I saw. And he right. knew I was seeing auras, of course, after getting my eyes checked out and knowing my right. eyes were going, <laughs> they did that first. We had talked about that and that wasn't something I'd ever developed or I've done recently, but now I'm more interested in developing a lot of these things we've talked about. It's fascinating. Right. It's a great thing to feel and see. And also we talked about how angels are always with us and there are angel cards. I'd never really paid much attention. I think even Joy Johnson, when we interviewed her, talked about having an experience with an angel and yet she admittedly, you know, was never big into angels herself, right? but they're real and they're always with you. And that is comforting. In fact, I just heard a story on the last survivor that was found from 9-11. She was found 27 hours after the towers fell. Did you hear that story? Yeah, I did. She prayed and she said, someone reached out to her, grabbed her hand, introduced themselves as Paul and said, just hold my hand and held her hand until they found her. There was no other Paul. So it had to have been an angel. And these are the kinds of stories we talked about with angels are always with you as well as touching on some cards. And what that does is it helps me stay positive. And you and I also talked about the power of positivity. Yeah. And from the book, the secret, because that helps. if you read the book, the secret, it shares on how to stay positive in your life. So if you use positivity in your life, it will change your life for the better. It's true. And it's funny to me how hard it is to stay positive. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy from you to stay positive. I know that for me it is because I go through spells where I do think negatively, but to always, I try to always come back to that positive, try to find that positive in that bad of what's going on in your life. And one of the ways that we talked about can help is meditation. But meditation can also help someone heal. We just talked about meditation helping you to bring on a visitation dream. But you and I did a a podcast about meditation. And in the same day, we released two more podcasts. Right. We each (laughs) 
did our own meditation for everybody. That's right. One, I did mine on accepting yourself for who you are, right? Because I struggle with that on a daily basis, right? And I know you were dealing with anxiety through all the different situations that you had going on. Yes. So I did one on pushing through the anxiety. And you know, I don't know if I had told you this, but I did have a friend who that day when our podcast went live before they really read what the titles were or listen to them. They texted me real quick because they thought it was an accident. They're like, Hey, did you mean to post three all at once? And I'd say, yep. And then they said, Oh, I've been busted. I haven't listened yet. (laughs) They just, but I thought that was so sweet. It was really funny because that was a rare special occasion. We did a three for one day on meditation, talking about how it can help you heal, but then having the separate meditations we did so they could be accessed and played separately. So that was kind of neat. We also recently just talked about how to be thankful. That was one of our episodes. Yeah, it was right before Thanksgiving. So that gave us that. That, that idea. And during Thanksgiving, you want to be thankful for everything that you have and everyone that's around you. I know it's hard to say thank you to people or thank you for anything that you have, but always be thankful for that friend, that family member, even the dog or cat. I mean, if you're alone, having that the pet next to you, it's a blessing and be thankful for it. And especially around the holidays, when you are going through grief, it is hard to be thankful. So if you are struggling with how to be thankful, go check that one out, how to be thankful in November. One tough subject that was our second to last episode, because this is our last episode for the season, was suicide awareness. It's very tough for me to talk about, but because I know that is, it's a hard thing to deal with. If you had a friend who's thinking about it or a family member, it's hard to see those signs. And that's what we talk about is the different signs you may see from a friend or a family member who might be thinking about doing this as well as how to help somebody after somebody did commit suicide, how to help them in that healing process. Mm -hmm. So we also put in that hotline number so Mm -hmm. that you can contact or go to their website. So if you know of anyone, or if you are thinking about it, please listen to our podcast and that possibly can help you see to the other side. That's right. So what a great year, Tricia. I think it's really cool that we've been able to look back and reflect on what we actually accomplished. We succeeded in posting every week as promised. We're going to do that in our season two for 2022, as well as going live once a week on a regular basis. Yes. So I hope you guys can listen to our podcast on Monday and then we'll have a live on Facebook Yep, and you can hear us talk about what we might've talked about on the podcast or different things that we want to talk about and touch base on. We're going to have new interviews planned as well. If there's something you want to hear us talk about, you can jump on our live feed on Facebook or write us or message us and tell us what you want to know more about or hear about. I'm excited about some of the bookings already making? Yes. One that touches me a lot is one of my friends who's a dancer who's going to be on with us. And he's going to share the loss of his mother and how it happened and how he's going to use what happened to his mom to better himself and his family. 
So I believe that's going to be a great thing to hear about as well. And we also booked an author, Matt McKay. He recently wrote a book after his son had been killed and crossed over. He went on a journey like many others do, where he goes to mediums and he tries to connect and he wants to know where his son is. And he was able to connect and he was able to then write a book with his son about the afterlife and what his son is seeing on the other side. And it's a fascinating book. There's a lot of commonalities between his book and Journey of Souls, but I think it goes even a step beyond. It's really fascinating. Yeah. So we've got him booked. I'm really excited about talking with him. And I believe we're going to explore some hypnotherapy and find out what's the deal with your birthmark on your tongue. Yes, I can't wait for that. One of our friends is a hypnotherapist and she has promised me to do a a session with me. So we're going to record that and then talk about it. So that will be coming sometime in um, 2022. I'm excited. Season two of surviving death and dying in the year 2022. It's all about the two, all the twos. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That reminds me, we're going to talk about numbers. And for us, it's season two in 2022. (laughs) That does mean something because I've been reading on that. So we can, we'll get into that as well. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.